Hey everyone, it's Ty, from, Ty coming to you from the uh, Spiritual Library and Sport Library here in Verona, Wisconsin. And I am going to be reading on the Bible. So this is a life recovery Bible, personal size. And so we have uh, Jared. I'm sorry too, as I just want to say is that this is a... Uh, this is the Bible, but it's a mixed, but it's not mixed. It's at, the, at the bottom of the page, you always have these uh, readings, uh, you know, how it relates to your alcoholism and how it relates to the steps. And uh, it's, it's really it's really good. It's been helpful for me to read it because otherwise I don't read it. And it's very, very small print, but I do my best, so... Anyways, pronunciations, I am a... I do my best on those two, believe me. Alright, so I'm going to start out. Jehoahaz rules in Judah. Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he became king and he, re, and he reigned in Jerusalem. Three months. His mother was his mother was Hanyrol, the daughter of Jeremiah from Lebanon. Lebanon. He did what was he did what was evil. He did what was was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestors had done. Pharaoh Nico put Jebelahaz in private in a in prison at at Ribla in the land of Hamath to prevent him from ruling in Jerusalem. He also de he also demanded that Judah put pay seventy five hundred pieces of silver and seventy five pounds of gold as tribute. For Jeremiah, I'm sorry, Jeho Lachim rules in Judah. Pharaoh Nico then installed Elkahim. Another of Jer another Josiah's son sons to reign in place of his of his father, and he changed Eliakim's Eliakim's name to Jabal Lachim Jeho Jeho Ahaz was taken to Egypt as a prisoner where he died. In order to get the silver and gold demanded as a tribute to Pharaoh Nico, Jeho Lachim collected in, in tax from the people of Judah Requiring them to pay 
in proportion to their wealth. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother was Zahida, the daughter of the daughter of uh, Peniab from Rama. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestors had done. So please be aware of me of these uh, names. They're teaching me a whole new way to talk. <laughs> So, you get 23, 31 through 35, and yes, 23, chapter 23, scripture, 31 through 35. So, the evil. This is from the Jehoiim rules in Judah, the last chapter. Here's what they're going off of. All right. The evil character of King Jehoiim, Jonah's son, may well imply a flaw in Josiah's, Josiah's life. The fact that Jehoahaz was evil, unlike his righteous father, may indicate that Josiah was not attentive or available to his children. Perhaps he was the busy, perhaps he was too busy initiating reform in Judah to pass up his faith and commitment to God, to his children. While children may be able to see the qual- the godly things parents do, they may follow evil ways if they, if they are not loved and, t- and nurtured. nurtured. We we need to balance family. We need to balance family time with time we have we we take for recovery. If we if we don't all our if we don't all our gains may be not all our gains may be lost in the next generation. Our steps of self-improvement can really become detrimental to our families' ultimate chances in ultimate chances for recovery. That's the thing is, is that we don't realize that 
You know, some some of us have come from families that are broken families, broken homes. Giving you more and more of that as the time goes on. You know, like you know, when I grew up, it was always a traditional to have a mom and have two have a dad. I almost said two dads to have a mother and father and have them be. You know, have them provide for their kids and. You know, you didn't see a whole lot of poverty in little Belleville, Wisconsin. And you didn't see too many broken homes either, either. And, uh, you know, the thing was, was that we all loved each other, you know? Family, you know, the family stuck together back then. And, you know, in church, the church is stuck together too. You know, they had a family too. You know, on people, you would see that when there'd be like a funeral and stuff like that going on. And so these people would volunteer to help out, you know, and, and my mom did that a lot. So I always hold her in high regard for that. You know, my dad, he'd get called out with a, he delivered, delivered oil and, uh, and Belleville and uh, outside to the, uh, farmers and so on and so forth. But, you know, somebody called at three o'clock in the morning and needed him. But God, he'd go and he'd he'd, he'd get the, that house filled up so they had oil and they had uh, the ability to keep warm. So that's the thing is, is that, you know, and then the other thing too is that, you know, I always give him credit because he's hauling a freaking, he had a, uh, he, a hose, which is pretty heavy. He had to take that through snow drifts. And other things, you know, it usually wasn't uh, wasn't exactly a wonderful, nice day, usually in Belleville, Wisconsin, until the summer months. But that's what was going on back then, and I and I held my parents in high regard for that. My mom even tried to work, so you know, it wasn't like we, were, you know, we always had food on the table, and we never and we never came lost. We're lost without clothes. So, anyways. I respect him for that. That's my love right there for him because love is respect in my eyes. And, uh, you know, I guess both my brother and I turned out all right. All right, so we're going to chapter 24 here. And uh, during Jael Kiam's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar, of Babylon invaded the land of Judah. Neb- J- J- Ho- Jehoiakim Jehoiakim surrendered and paid him tribute for three years, but then rebelled. Then the Lord and hand- then the Lord in the hands of Babylonian. Aramean, Armenian, Moabite, and Amoab, Amoabite, I'm sorry, no, Ammonite raiders against Judah to destroy it, just as the Lord had promised through his prophets. These disasters happened in Judah because of the Lord's command. He had decided to banish Judah from his from his presence because of the 
many, because of the many sins of Manasseh, who had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, the Lord would have, the Lord would not forgive this. The rest of the events in Jehoiakim's reign and all his deeds are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. When Jehoiakim died, his son Jehoiakim became the next king. The king of Egypt did not did not venture out to his country after that. For the king of Jehoiakim captured the entire area formerly claimed by Egypt from the from the brook of Egypt in the begin in the Euphrates River. Jehoiakim's rules in Judah. Jehoiakim was eighteen years oops let me come back on this chapter twenty four. All right. Well, what we got here is twenty chapter twenty three thirty six through chapter twenty four four. So these chapter twenty three thirty six will be scripture thirty six. The reign of King of Jehoiakim of Judah was basically an eleven year military polit- political nightmare. Rather than admit his hopeless situation and turn to God, Jehoiakim tried to tried to man tried to maneuver his way out of each successive crisis. As disaster after disaster befell Jehoiakim, oops. So yeah, so Jehoiakim took its maneuver to its way out of each successive crisis. As disaster after disaster befell Jehoiakim, his denial only deep, his denial only deepened. He continued to rush in in his own power and sink deeper into despair. There is no need to continue to continue in our nightmare. If we step out, denial, and accept the hopelessness of our in, of our situation, we can turn to God for help. He will help to break us out of our downward spiral. All right, so. So this this last sentence that I just read is so critical. If we step, I'm sorry, if we stop our denial and accept the hopelessness of our situation, we can turn to God for help. He will help us break out of our developments, of our downward spiral. You know, that's, 
that's the thing about alcoholism is that we have problems admitting that we're called denial, which is not a river in Egypt. You know, that's the thing is, is that we just keep uh, keep with our ego. Our ego is where what kills us there. Our ego says, <coughs> nah, you're not an alcoholic. <coughs> you know, it's just that you just go out and have too many beers or have too many of this or that. And everybody does that. No, everybody does that. You don't need... You're, you're not an alcoholic. you got to look at all these other guys, you know, or people. In reality, that goes down to kill us and kicks our ass. Kicks our butt, I should say. Well, anyways. Kicks our butt right to the curb. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden we end up being, we end up being homeless. Homeless and absolute despair from the disease. So that's, uh, that's to me, it says a lot about, you know, admitting my hopelessness. So, you know, we've admitted we were powerless over alcohol and our lives have, our lives were unmanageable. So, So I go back to uh, this, the seventh step prayer, and it says, you know, in this prayer, I was at meetings, and this guy named John would always say, help, when you read the prayer, and it was pretty cool, because reality is, that's what, that's what was going on, and uh, it taught me a lot. So as Jael Hakeen rules in Judah, Jael Hakeen was 18 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. His mother was Nahushta, the daughter of Elnathan, Elnathan from Jerusalem. Jael Hakeen did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his father had done. During Jael Hakeem's reign, the offices, the officers of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came up against Jerusalem and besieged it. Nebuchadnezzar himself arrived at the city during the siege. Then King Jehoiakim Along with the queen mother, his advisors, his commanders, and his officials surrendered to the Babylonians. In the eighth year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, he took Jehoiakim prisoner, as the Lord had said beforehand. Nebuchadnezzar carried away all the all the treasures from him, the Lord's temple and the noble palace. He stripped away all the gold objects that King Solomon of Israel had placed in the temple. King Nebuchadnezzar took all the Jerusalem captive, including the commanders and the best of the soldiers. 
craftsmen, and artisans, 10,000 in all. Only the promised people, or the, only the poorest people, were left in the in the land. Nebuchadnezzar led King Jehoiakim away as captive to Babylon, along with the Queen Mother, his his wives and officials, and all Jerusalem's elite. He also called them, he also called seven thousand of the best troops and 1,000 craftsmen and, and artisans, all of whom were strong and for the and fit that war and fit the and fit the war there then king of Babylon installed Manton Ayah Jehoiakim's uncle in the next, as the next king, and he changed, he changed Martinia's name to Zedekiah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Zedekiah rules in Judah. Is the next one coming up? So, <laughs> sorry. 20, chapter 24, Scripture 18 through 25, Scripture 7. All right, let me go down here to... I'm going to keep reading here. Zedekiah was 21 years old. I'm sorry, Zedekiah rules in Judah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His, his mother, Hannah Muto, the daughter of Jeremiah from Jeremiah from Libra. But Zedekiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Such just as Jeroakim, just as Jehoiakim had done. These things happened because of the Lord's anger. Because of the Lord's anger against the people of Jerusalem and Judah until he finally banished them from his presence and sent them into exile. All right. Twenty three thirty six through twenty four four. All right, I was going to read that wrong. All right, so this is chapter twenty four eighteen through twenty three twenty five seven. All right, it is sad to watch a person. It is sad to watch a person in the advanced stages of denial. It is sadder still to observe a large group of people who deny the painful reality of their situation. 
They were capital. They were captives. Even under the Babylonian puppet, or puppet, <laughs> puppet. I'm sorry, King Zedekiah. Judah attempted yet another, yet another rebellion against Babylon instead of turning to God. The continual denial of Zedekiah's true situation led to the cruel treatment to the Babylonians when he was finally when he was finally exiled. Our continued our continued denial will almost always lead to the further into dark consequences. The sooner we admit our true predicament, the sooner we can recover. So, All right, Zedekiah rule was twenty one years old twenty one years old. I'm sorry, Zedekiah rules in Judah. Zedekiah was twenty one years old when he became king and reigned in Jerusalem eleven years. Alright, his mother was Hannah Neutral Hannah Neutral, the daughter of Jeremiah from Libra. Alright, I'm just I'm just gonna reread this. But Zedekiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Jehoiakim Jehoiakim had had done. These things happened because of the Lord's anger against the people of Jerusalem and Judah until he finally banished them from his presence and sent them into exile. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. Chapter 25 we go on to next. And, uh, So on January 15th, during the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon led his entire army against Jerusalem. They surrounded the city and fought. I'm sorry, they surrounded the city and built. Siege, siege ring, I'm sorry. They surrounded the city and built siege, siege ramps against its walls. Jerusalem was, Jerusalem was un, yeah, Jerusalem was un, unlet. Siege until the 11th year of King Zedekiah's reign. But July 18th, the 11th year of Zedekiah's reign, 
The famine in the city had become very severe. The last of the last of the food was extremely I'm sorry, it was entirely gone. There was a section of the city wall which was broken down and all the soldiers fled. Since the city was surrounded by Babylonians, they waited for the nightfall. Then they slipped through the gate between the two walls behind King's Garden and headed headed forward the Jordan to the Jordan Valley. But the, but the Babylonians troops but the Babylonians troops chased the king and caught him on the plains of Jer Jericho 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 yes Jericho 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 alright For his men had all deserted him and scattered. They took to the king of they took to the king of Babylon at Riblah when they pronounced judgment upon Zedekiah. They made Zedekiah much as they as they slaughtered his own his they slaughtered his sons. They made him watch as they slaughtered his sons. Then they, gave, then they gorged out Zedekiah's eyes, bound him to be two bronze chains, and led him away to Babylon. Wow. That's... <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's tough stuff right there. That's a little bit more than I wanted to know about it, but... You know, that's, they were getting it done back. You know, let's just put it that way, unfortunately. The temple destroyed. August 14th of that year, which was the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard and an official of the Babylon, Babylonian king, arrived in Jerusalem. He turned down the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and all the and all the horses of Jerusalem. He destroyed all the important buildings in the city. Then he supervised the entire Babylonian army as they were as they were as they tore down the walls of Jerusalem on every side. Never, never ran it, never ran in. The capital of the guard then took as exiles the rest of the people who, who remarked in this, in the city. Who remained in the city, sorry. The defectives who had the defectives who had declared their allegiance to the king of Babylon and the rest of the popular, popular population. But the captain of the guard allowed some of the poorest people to stay behind in Judah to care for 
the vineyards and fields. The Babylonians broke up the broke up the broke up the bronze pillars in the in front of the Lord's temple. This became this became water curse. became water curse because in the great bronze the great bronze basin called the sea and they, came, they carried all the bronze away to Babylon they also took all the ash ash buckets shovels lamps lamp stampers lamp stuffers Dishes and all the other bronze articles used for making at sacrifices at the temple. Nebuchadnezzar's. Never, I'm sorry. Nebuchadnezzar. Never, all right. Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, who also took the Incense buckets and and basins and all the other articles made of pure gold or silver. The weight the weight of the bronze from the from the two pillars, the sea and the water curse were too great to be measured. These things had been made for the Lord. Temple of the gates of King Solomon. Each of the pillars were 27 feet tall. The bronze capital on the top of each pillar was seven and a half feet high. And was decorated with network of bronze promegants all the way around. Never... Never Radian, the captain of the guard, took with him as person as took with him as prisoners Sarahai Saraihai Saraiha there we go. The high priest Sef Sefuri La Ha the priests of the second rank and the three chief gatekeepers. And from among the people still holding in the city, he took an officer who had been in charge of the Judean army. Five of the king's personal advisors, the army commanders, chief secretary, who was in charge of recruitment and 60 other citizens. Nebarar, Nebarar Adian, Adan, the capital of the guard took them all to the king of Babylon at Rivla. 
And there at Reba, in the land of Hamath, the king of Babylon had them all put to death. So the people of Judah were sent into exile from their land. All right, well, you know, this is really good. And uh, like I said, I'm a little choppy. I apologize for that. Um, all right, the thing I know is that this is what happens when we get off base with recovery because we get, we get taken over really quick in our minds. Our minds are captive. Our minds are held captive by the uh, by demons. And for us to get rid of the demons, we have to turn start to do. We have to do the steps again. Turn our lives over to the Lord. Turn our will and lives over to the over to the Lord. That's for sure. So twenty five, twenty seven through thirty. I'm going to the bottom of the page again. I'm trying to keep up with this. 25, 9 through 26. All right. So it's uh, chapter 25, scripture 18 through 26. Judah had now hit bottom in the most liberal sense. King Nebuchadnezzar ordered... Jerusalem, the once proud capital of Judah, to be destroyed. He plundered the city and temple, carrying them, carrying all its valuables off to Babylon. Realistically, corporate recovery for Judah was now impossible, and what was needed was a full-scale resurrection for the God's people. If we hit bottom, we may need to discover the new life offered the offered by Jesus Christ. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. 12 Corinthians 5 through 17 for Christ to take take away our sins and give us a new start all we need to do is regard and ask him into our life you know I used to think that stuff was corny until I started doing the steps and started getting into that and then my eyes opened because they were closed always before. Gedaliah governs Judah. Then King Nebuchadnezzar appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahakim, grandson of Shepshen, 
as governor over this people he had left in Judah. When all the army commanders when all the army commanders and their three men learned that the king of Babylon had appointed Gedaliah as governor, they went to see him in Mizpah. They went to see him at Mizpah. These included Ishmael, son of Nathan, Nathan, Nathaniah, Johanan, Johannes, Johannes, son of son of Korea. Sir 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 Ahia, son of Tanhumeth, the Nitho, the Nitho, the Nitho Path, the Nitho Pahite, and Jeremiah and Jezaniah. I'm sorry, goes and Jezaniah and Jezaniah, son of the. Son of the mask, masculine, and all of their men. Jedaliah vowed to them that the Babylonians' officials meant, meant them no harm. Don't be afraid of them. Live in the land and serve the king of Babylon, and all this will go well for you, he promised. But in mid-autumn of that year, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and grandson of Elishiana, who was of the royal family, went to the Mizpah with ten, with ten men and killed Jedaliah. He also killed all the Judeans and Babylonians who were with Jedaliah at the Mizpah. Then all the people of Judah from the least to the greatest, as well as the army commanders, fled in panic to Egypt, for they were afraid of what the Babylonians would do to them. Hope for Israel's royal line in the 97th year of the exile of King Jehoiachin, Jehoiachin of Judah, evil Evil Menadoc ascended to the Babylonian throne. He was kind to Jehoiakim, released him from prison on April 2nd of that year. He spoke kindly to Jehoiakim and gave him a higher place than all the other exiled kings in Babylon. He supplied Jehoiakim with new clothes to replace his prison to replace his prison garb and allowed him to replace and allowed him to dine in the king's presence for the rest of his life. So the Babylonians so the Babylonian king gave him a gave him a regular kind allowance as long as he lived.
the kindness, evil. I'm sorry. Okay, this is uh, this is twenty five, twenty seven through thirty. So yeah, this is the last chapter I just read. The kindness, evil, Merodach showed to the captain, King Jehoiakim, brings a glimmer of hope to the tragic conclusion of two kings. With the Babylonian exile came the destruction of Jerusalem and an end to the rule of Dabakuk kings. The exiled people lost all hope and that God was still with them. They probably thought that the God's promises to them through Abraham and David were in, were no longer valid. When they heard the king, when they heard that Gerald, when they heard Jehoiakim, one of David's descendants was being treated well in exile. However, hope must have stored Hope must have stirred in their heavy hearts. Perhaps God's promises were still valid. The convinced story of rebuilding after the exile shows showed us that the that was the truth. God all God all still planned for His people's restoration. Through the broken nation, the King of Kings, Jesus, the Messiah, would be born. No matter how, no matter how, no matter how terrible the situation is that we face, there of hope, there is hope for the future. Our sins have been paid for, paid by the work of God's Son. God is still in the business of restoration. All right. I'm going to finish up right there. And uh, you know, if, if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love. So the next time I read, we're going to be going, we're going to be starting to get all kings, kings, and uh, we're going to be going to, I believe it's Chronicles, Chronicles 1, yeah, Chronicles 1, and uh, page 5, page 504, so, you know, it's always got this little thing started, like, with recovery themes and stuff like that, so, it'll be interesting, (laughs) King of Kings is really awesome, and, uh, you know, the names were tough for me, but you know when I read them, you can re- I can relate to who they are, and uh, and I learned a lot. So I hope you guys did too. You know, and the thing is, is that learning about you know Judah and how it was destroyed, and that how the Babylonians took it over, and you know, and and the and the slaughter that uh, that was. I, it was done in Judah and uh, other other countries, you know, and it's just it's a senseless act, 
It's a senseless act of this day. It's a senseless act. How much blood we spill because of people's anger and jealousy and, and control issues and wanting to take control of us and have us work for them and work toward them like the, uh, like the Babylonians, one of the Judans do, you know, it's stupid. You know, it's all evil. It's all ego. So, you know, it's such ego driven. Our society is still ego driven by, by greed and by money and by, you know, and, and it has, you know, and, and we just, we need more love in this world. We don't need higher prices in this world. We need love. And that's, you know, that's the thing people miss. You know, they, they, they walk away from critical timing of their, to be there with their families for greed, for being with a, for being with a better looking mother, for being with a better looking lady who, you know, and then your wife for sex. It's just stupid. And, uh, I say it's stupid, but it's, it's a silly way that we are. And I was ego-driven, too, for the last umpteen years until uh, my sponsor, Ed, came in and threw a Bible at me, literally. And, uh, I, and that's, that's, that's who gave me this Bible, you know. And, and uh, you know, for unfortunate matters, I still have another sponsor today who's, Absolutely wonderful and caring and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, he's, the, the thing about the, thing about this, uh, the, this last chapter, you know, King of Kings, is that we learn the greed, too. It's like, you know, when they start chopping down, uh, when they start chopping down, God's palace, you know, and the place of the place of worship, just so they can get those get the gold and the bronze. It's just who does that? You know, we do that out of greed. I don't care if it's King Nebuchadnezzar or King uh, Joachim, you know, whatever the people below him. You know, it's it's the same thing. It's all about the, it's all about the ego. And, you know, it's, the ego is edging God out. That's what I, that's how I go. Because, you know, it makes sense to me when God's not a part of something, that's our ego. When God is a part of something, that's, that's the God. That's the spiritual way for us. And we don't need to be, we don't need to back away from that. We need to go move towards it. Because otherwise, we're going to be, we're going to be, otherwise we're still living in the same world we're living in now, which is ugly. You know, and everybody likes to blame the president. Well, you know, when they get Joe Biden into office, so on and so forth, it's, it's going to be a big, you know, he's going to do this, this and that. You tell me a president that's done and lived to his words. You know, and it's all, it's the ego. It's such a lie. And, uh, 
you know, I'm sure it goes on in other countries because, you know, it's, it's so much corruption, you know, and there's, and usually when we speak of corruption, we're speaking of another country. And, you know, it's, what it gets down to is we got corrupt, we got all kinds of corruption in this, in the United States of America. You know, I'm speaking before the, uh, because I'm American. But there's 49 other countries on this website that I've seen that have popped into this website of mine. And what's happened is that I have to keep that in mind and realize today that, you know, this is such a wonderful program of Alcoholics Anonymous, too, is that I hope, I hope I can convince you guys to, to lay down, to lay down the, uh, to lay down the, to get rid of the, to take the ego, lay it down, and pick up a, pick up the spirituality, you know, life of spirituality. And just remember, ego, edging God out. So if, if you're in God, you're doing, you're doing God things, godly things. And you're not stepping out and stepping on toes when they retaliate. And that's the thing is that we have, you know, I have to remember, it's not, yeah, it's, we have to, we have to remember that as people. We have to remember that as, you know, alcoholics, but we also have to remember that as, we call them normsies, but I don't think anybody's too normal in this life and times. But anyways, if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love. Thanks.